spice it up with Zatarain's. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. Oh, what's up, no, no, people? No, it's, it's, I really it up with Zatarain. Yeah, I really tried to make a normal <laughs> intro this time, people. I told I told Nate I was like, all right, we're not just gonna hit record at a random point. We're actually gonna do this right this time. But he decided to Zatarain's it up. So, anyways, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You obviously know me. I'm Keith. I'm here with Nate. Hey, yo. He's raiding my beer fridge. Yes, of course. Oh, yes. Look how empty I still it's have getting. Founders. You do. You need a can opener for it, though. I got one. Oh, a real man always carries a can opener. Always prepared. And I'm here with my handy dandy coffee tonight because I'm not feeling a game tonight, so I'm gonna play it safe. Anyways, uh, welcome back to the back to the podcast, everybody. We've really missed you. I've really been appreciating all the downloads um, this week. It's been really awesome. We've been on a new podcast hosting site for about two months now, and we're almost at 2,000 downloads. I think we're at like 1,700. So we're getting, by the end of the month, we should be, nice, that's perfect. By the end of the month, we should be steady at around like 1,000 downloads a month, which is pretty cool. That What that tells me is we have people who are subscribing and following our stuff, which is awesome. Totally awesome. Yeah, thanks everybody for doing that. Even if you don't listen, subscribe and download. <laughs> we got to be famous someday. So, anyways, so yeah, uh, thanks for all that. And we've actually been having a lot of good uh, interactions in the Facebook group, which is really cool because I've been trying to get that going for a long time, and I feel like it's starting to take off even without me. I don't even post in there a lot anymore. Keep it coming. Yeah, dude. Props to everyone who's been posting in there. Yeah. Yep. Keep the keep the serious posts. Keep the funny memes coming. Yeah. For sure. Anyways, so I haven't been up to much this week. Just been kind of chillaxing. Jobs going normal as well. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into the spiritual stuff later. But yeah, so I, um, I think I shared a picture on Facebook. I've been doing some upgrades to the studio, a.k.a. my extra bedroom that is unoccupied right now. Um, So I've just done a lot of cleaning up, got the wires all taped down so everything looks nice in here. I uh, moved my gaming, I I moved my Xbox in here, so I've got like my own gaming setup now. I picked up like a 4K monitor, and so I've just been literally just in here every every night, whether it's doing stuff with the computer and podcasting or playing video games or just in here drinking beer, playing music, whatever. So I've just been hanging out here pretty much just playing video games, but I just try to say other things to make it sound like that, I do other PUBG things. Yeah. Just taking over. It's actually on the screen right now. I'm yeah. not playing it, but <laughs> yeah, I freaking love PUBG. It's dude. a good game. It's a good game. Uh, bro, I played a match the other night. I got like, Okay, so I got like seven kills, and it was down to me and one other guy in the final round. I mean, this circle was like the size of this coffee cup. <laughs> like, for real. Like, nice, nice. We were right on each other, but he, he had me scoped out. He knew where I was. Dang it. Yeah. Have you won first place in a single one yet? Still haven't won a solo yet. Gosh. 
I've got, dude, I've got uh, squads down, duos, three-man squads, whatever. Yeah. But I've not won a solo yet. And you've seen me. Like, yeah. I've come close. Oh, yeah, I've seen you get second place. Yeah, I get I get second place all the time. I just can never win. It always comes down to that 1v1. <laughs> and I always get spotted first. So. Yep. Anyways. <sighs> yeah. So what's been up, Nate? Well, um... A lot's been up, man. I mean, in a lot of ways, the usual stuff as far as work, but <clears throat> also just uh, doing some traveling on the weekends. So uh, last week, it was Wednesday through Friday, I was out everywhere down in Kentucky, Tennessee, and Arkansas for work. <laughs> nice. Um, it was nice in some regards, but it is so freaking flooded down there that I had to take like an hour's worth of detours just to get home. That's crazy. It was insane. I mean, there there probably is. I mean, when you think of all the hills and mountains and such that are down there. So Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, I think it's water seems to drain downhill, so Yeah. <laughs> when all your roads are on the side of hills, you know. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tennessee in, until you get in the mountains, I'm pretty sure it's actually at a lower elevation than we are. So Okay. I could be completely off base about that, but it seems like you go downhill a lot when you're traveling south. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so it was kind of just a crazy end to my work week, you know, getting back late on a Friday night. And then my great grandmother passed away a week ago today, um, and her funeral was Sunday. And they live over near Pittsburgh, so it was like a seven-hour drive for me Saturday morning. Just my dad and I to get out there, so we'd be ready for the funeral on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, upon getting to my grandpa's house and uh, starting to visit with him, he had a really bad fever, and we actually had to rush him to the hospital and stuff. So it was just a very crazy (laughs) last week or so for me and uh i don't know that sounds that sounds like you've had a lot going on man yeah yeah i was just up in cold water michigan today and going up to chicago tomorrow a lot of traveling but um so like i said i went with my dad it was just two of us and um i love having extended amounts of time alone with my dad it doesn't happen very much anymore um used to happen all the time back when i was growing up and when i worked with him but don't get it much anymore it's probably been a couple years since i've really had a good you know few hour long conversation with him yeah and it used to be something probably happened every week or every other week or something so it was really good um kind of felt like i was going home reconnecting you know with a best friend in a lot of ways and um we talked about a lot of things um over the, you know, probably 14 hours or so that we were in the car together. Yeah. And uh, wide wide range of things, but we talked a lot about spirituality and kind of updating him on where I'm at, and I introduced him to the podcast. He wasn't really even aware that we were doing one until this weekend, so... Um, That's crazy. That was cool. We uh, yeah. I showed him one of our episodes, and it was the Subwoofers versus Serving episode. Which he really appreciated that one. I thought we were doing some really good stuff. And yeah, because the business you guys used to do together, I mean, exactly, he yeah. could kind of relate to that. So, For sure. Um, yeah, he really appreciated it all. 
agreed with 99% of it. So, I don't know. I I don't really know where to start with this, but I just figured I... Just jump into it, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just... You know how our conversations go. Yeah. I'm um, sure we'll end this episode two hours from now. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, like I said, we just talked a lot about spirituality and... You know, it, it used to be the kind of thing where my dad and I were very much on the same page about virtually everything spiritual and political and things like that. But now that um, all the kind of recent events of, and happenings in, in my life have happened, and it's just been kind of changing my thinking, and I've just been diving deeper and testing the foundations of my faith and everything, um, I just wanted to talk with him about that and kind of share with him where I'm at and what my doubts are and what my concerns are and my hurts and stuff like that and yeah just let him talk and stuff I mean I'm not really trying to bounce things off him so that he can lead me to a better place or anything like that but I'm just uh being was honest. that was that like scary at all like I mean it's your dad so you're not scared or whatever but because you obviously know that he probably believes things that are different than what you were probably going to be thrown out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just knowing his background and, and even my background being so similar to his, um, you know, he's the father of a, he, he's a pastor's kid, you know? Um, so he's, yeah. he's been just like me. He's been in a Christian household his whole life and, um, he's hit rough patches in his life, you know, dealing with his wife passing away and dealing with, uh, cancer for years and, a lot of issues with church in his own life that have caused him to kind of break up with a lot of churches. So, I mean, he's, he's definitely been in similar places to where we are. Okay. Um, so he can, he can relate. Um, but I think that, uh, he's also kind of settled down with his faith and his beliefs more so than maybe I have yet. Um, and I have no intentions on kind of floating forever, but, it's just kind of where I'm at right now. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to believe anything blindly. And yeah. uh, if I'm going to, especially if I'm going to base my life on anything, I want it to be based on something that I full heartedly believe. Yeah. So let's jump into that. Like what are some stuff that you guys discussed? Cause I know me and you were having a pretty good conversation on the way over here, trying to decide what we're going to be talking about tonight. Cause we're kind of last second about that all the time. So, but yeah. what are some of the things that you guys kind of well, I mean, it kind of started off, you know, like I said, we listened to the one podcast and kind of started off with that, <clears throat> kind of agreeing with each other more than anything, and you know, about yeah. issues we see with tithe and uh, the way money's handled in church and uh, some things like that, you know, and that was very good, kind of opened the, the conversation. And um, from there, I kind of started talking about, you know, more in depth about the actual conditions of the church as it was when I left and kind of why I left. Cause I talked a little bit with him about it before, but he still didn't know probably half of the reasons why I left. So yeah, we kind of dove into those and, um, I don't think there was anything really that he disagreed with there, um, or didn't understand at least, but, um, I don't know. I mean, we just we just kept talking, and eventually it, it got to a point where I was talking about the canonization of the Bible and some concerns I have, um, questions I have, and some lack of belief about just how authoritative the Bible is intended to be and how inspired it really is versus what we're told. And 
Um, one thing I, I want to be careful of, especially after talking to my dad, because this is something he mentioned, you know, just cautioning me is, you know, we are doing this podcast and this podcast is reaching X amount of people. Um, yeah. You know, a hundred plus people all the time. Uh, and a whole hundred people, you know, but that's a, it, it is and it isn't. A but lot I appreciate everyone who listens though. You know, sure. it, it is and it isn't, but even to have the opportunity to impact a hundred people is like, yeah, I mean, it's still, pretty, a pla- it's still a platform. It's pretty amazing. It's still a platform yeah. to touch people's lives. And, um, you know, something we talked about that I used to say all the time that it hasn't really been on my mind much lately is that whether you consider yourself a leader or not, everyone is always influencing somebody, whether it's intentional or not. You know, mm-hmm. everything influences everything if, in, in however small way or big way. Um, and, you know, he was just cautioning me, you know, to, to make sure that everything I say on here is something that's going to be constructive and whatnot. And I, and I largely agree. Um, and our intentions not to tear something down for no good reason. But I do think that sometimes it is necessary to talk poorly about something if it's not worthy of <laughs> spending your life on, if it's not yeah. something that is doing any good. And um, Yeah, I think it's it's good to, to criticize things and it's good to break things down and to deconstruct things. But like I was talking to you on the way over here, I, th- I think uh, looking at my own life personally, I feel like there are things that maybe I've deconstructed too far on and just talking throughout this week and really thinking, thinking through a lot of things that I've just been thinking about. Maybe there, there are things I just need to relax and chill a little bit on. And because one thing I don't think is, I don't believe I'm going to find a, and this is something that Amanda told me the other day. She's, she said that, that you, you know, you can't find like a mental answer to something that's like kind of like a spiritual thing is kind of what she was talking about. And like, I don't like in my search for truth and all this stuff about God, you know, there are things that I'm okay with trying to get logical answers on legitimacy, not legitimacy of the Bible, but uh, the literacy of the Bible and how literal it is and different uh, theologies and breaking down different cultic beliefs that are somehow found their way into Western Christianity. Those are the things that I I feel like need to be deconstructed and need to be thought through. But I almost feel like I may be taking it to a point that's not really healthy, where I'm almost to the point where I'm like deconstructing God himself. Because, you know, yeah. I, like I was telling you and. You can hit that point that I just talked about a little bit if you want to, but um, something that I told you on the way over here is for all the bad and all the ugly stuff that's happened, like I wouldn't take anything back that's happened in my life the last five or six years because it's laid a foundation of who God is in my life. And, you know, no matter how much I doubt Christianity and the the way we do things and all this stuff. I know there's there's no way I could ever look at humankind and humanity and look up at the stars at night and say that there's not something bigger than myself. Yeah. So Absolutely. Yeah. And and we he told me that on our way over here, you know, he picked yeah. me up from my house to come over here tonight and man, I like um 
what I said was I'm really glad he mentioned that because that is ultimately kind of where our conversation ended, at least the first night uh, with my dad was um, I, I basically said like, no matter where my doubts take me, no matter where my search for a higher truth ultimately leads me, the one place even with an open mind that I, I really just don't feel I could ever find myself is a place where I'm denying that humans are spiritual beings and that even if it's not wrong, it would be foolish and such a waste and so shameful to not spend, you know, time in this life seeking after mm -hmm. that spiritual path and all that that really entails and what that means for us as a human because we are so incredibly unexplainably blessed to be human you know not to, exactly not to speak yeah. not to speak poorly about a bird or about dirt or germs or anything like that because they're amazing in their own descriptions and in their own right but um, the fact that we could be such a complex being with the ability to study itself and to even have an acknowledgement of something that or transcends just... nature, something that is spiritual that I do believe exists, like that is such a blessing. What we would be foolish not to dive into that. And furthermore, and then I'll let you talk. Yeah. It's just that like I could never see myself denying that there is a creator. I mean, there is a lot of logic to faithless scientific ideas about the origins of the universe, and many of them I agree with aspects of, but at the root of it all, I just don't think I could ever full-heartedly accept that creation, or sorry, that what we witness here is not divine at some level. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. And I think it's like one thing that makes humanity and the like the human experience so special is the fact that not only can we like learn about God and stuff like that, but we can like I was saying before, like even before I was a Christian, I could look up at the stars and people throughout all of humankind have have done this regardless of what deity or what um, God group they've created everyone looks up at the stars and everyone looks at life and looks at humanity and says there's got to be more than this like there's got to be something bigger than us there's got to be a reason that we're all here and yeah. people have different religions have made their own responses to that question but to me that that hints to the point that regardless of what religion you believe in I think there's got to be more to all of this than just we're here and then we're gone, you know? Yeah, which um, I'm going to make a mental note to come back to that in just a second because I think where I want to take that is going to be a, a longer topic. I want to wrap up the former one real quick. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to talk about me and my dad the whole time, <laughs> especially if he's no listening. one wants to hear about your dad, <laughs> especially if he's listening. Um, but it, I was telling Keith on the way over here, my heart kind of just 
sank in conversation in a way that I've probably never before in conversation with my dad have have I had that feeling like of my heart sinking so much when after after I made that comment about like the only thing I don't really see myself ever being able to question um, or potentially lay down or throw away or however you want to word it is that creation is creation it's not just random there is divinity of some kind and we are spiritual beings to some extent it would be foolish and unwise and very sad for us to not pursue after a spiritual path and um, I threw in there you know that I'm not at this point yet hopefully I never am but you know potentially even the Bible and my belief in Jesus and you know, I threw that in there because I'm just being honest. And um, yeah. he, uh, being a very conservative Christian traditional man, you know, and my father holding his beliefs and stuff, you know, he that really struck him. I could tell, and he uh, he said, you know, what you just said is, unless I misunderstand you, uh, misunderstood you, is concerning. And uh, I had a kind of stop for a moment and you know allow my internal feelings that I felt hearing my own father say that um you know I had to kind of let that die down before I said anything else you know there was kind of a minute of silence and uh we walked in the hotel got a room then we got in the room we started talking again and I was like I want to I want to better explain kind of what I mean by that I'm not at that point right now where I'm saying that Jesus is not the way, truth, and life, because I really want him to believe, or I, I really want him to be, and I, I do still pray to him, and there's there's so much that we would have to rationalize and justify away for me to lose faith in him. Yeah, but, for sure. But I, well, I explained that at the root of it all, where I'm at right now, <clears throat> is that I'm so willing to lay anything and everything I've ever thought on the altar because I have faith, real faith, that if I lay it on the altar and I'm willing to kill anything and everything that's on that altar and burn it, What's that, real that is what is real out. is going to come out. Exactly, and that's yeah. why I was I was talking to uh, Ryan earlier this week. Um, I was I was hanging out with him, and uh, I was kind of describing to him kind of where I'm at, and I was like, you know what, I'm kind of scared, like because I'm at the place now where I'm willing to put everything on the altar and I'm and for if you're listening to this and you don't know the Christianese terms that means I'm sacrificing what I believe in you're willing to let it die I'm yeah. willing yeah putting something on the altar is uh, it's a term that came from like the old testament of sacrificing something to God or whatever but to the to the point where I'm like putting like God himself on the altar and I told him I was like I'm scared because I don't know how that's going to turn out. I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to play out. Yeah. And he was like, well, it's not really scary because when you're putting something down on the altar like that, you are, it's, it's everything that you put out there is going to be refined and what's real is still going to be there. So, you know, this was Ryan Miller. No, this is Thetford. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I'm not really scared Everything of what I believe is on the altar. And I and the thing is like I still believe that God is real. Every 
all the experiences that I've had, everything that's in me says that he is real. But where I'm at right now is all of that is on the altar. And I'm saying, all right, I need you to show me something. I, I need to figure all this stuff out because I'm tired of questioning it all. So that's just kind of where I've been. I, and, and I don't think I am scared anymore. I don't know. There's kind of like a a piece in it too of where I know that it's scary, but I also trust that I'm going to come out on the other side of this a lot stronger because what's real is still going to be in my life. Mm-hmm. And all of the religious BS is not going to be there anymore. So, yeah. Regardless of what religious people think of me anymore. Right. I know yeah, that. Yeah, I have no fear of that. For <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. I know that between me and God, things are going to be cool. You know. I mean, for me, even even the fact that I, I really agree with everything you just said. I, I, I feel the same way, Keith. That's really good. Um, I I have to say that for me, it's it's a huge step. For I, I believe in, in the right direction for, for me to even be willing to be locked in a car with my own father and in many ways in the past spiritual mentor and be able to confess all these struggles with him of, you know, doubts and uncertainties about certain moral aspects that are laid out in Christian culture that I don't necessarily agree with and all this stuff that we talked about and just yeah. uh, even even up to the Bible itself and just not knowing where I stand with it completely, you know, there's definitely wisdom in there and there's definitely truth in there. Um, but to what extent is it completely inspired and trustworthy with every word that it says? I, I just, I'm really, I'm not sure where I'm at with that. I'm still trying to figure it out, but, yeah. um, I guess it was, it was stressful when it came to that end point of the conversation because I couldn't compromise the truth of where I'm at, you know? I couldn't give in to what he wanted to hear from me just for the sake of adhering to that and making him feel like he has no need to worry and stuff because I have to be honest with where I'm at. And I, and I told him that I said, you know, ultimately I know that this podcast, for instance, cause it was mentioned has the potential, the words I say to build someone up or tear someone down to help someone follow God or Jesus or, or to push them away. I, yeah. I know that. And that's not something I take lightly, but I guess for me, my big inspiration for being as big of a part of this project as I am is because and I, I would really... consider you like a co. I would consider you like the third co-host of the podcast, if if not by this point, like ten episodes ago, you know, like. <laughs> No, like, I, I hear. I mean, it, I don't really care about titles. I'm just glad to be a part of this. Well, honestly, you know. like you've helped out a lot. Like at the beginning of this year, like I was honestly like I I was doing it by myself. Like I love Ben. You know, he's he as a part of it as much as he can be. But when we first started the podcast, like we were both like super gung ho. We got to do this. We got to get the world out word out. There's people who are trying to figure out Christianity and God. And I feel like we were both really gung-ho about it. And he still is on a personal level, but as far as, like, the public level, as far as, like, the podcast goes, he's kind of not really there anymore because, you know, he's got wife and two kids, a job, you know, life to worry about, finances to worry about. 
And there's just a lot of things that are honestly just more important than the podcast, looking at it in a realistic sense. Yeah. Not even like a judgmental, but there are a lot of things in his life that are more important than this. But he's he's as much a part of it as he can be. But uh, I, I don't know. Like it reached the point where it was just felt like it was just kind of me putting everything together, uh, figuring everything out as far as like the programs and equipment and getting guests on and putting together schedules yeah. and everything. And I was ready to just quit it. And I think for anyone who was following, who's been following us since the beginning. There was like a two-month stint there where we hardly did anything because I just got burnt out from doing it by myself. And so you've been a huge help. I mean, just well, coming up with glad ideas to be able to be, and man, stuff like that. So Yeah, no, it, it feels good to be a part of a project again. You know, I'm not doing music like I used to, uh, which used to take up a huge amount of my time. You know, hanging with bros was, you know, half the time at least was spent, you know, working on music, even though yeah. we hung out half the time as well. and. Um, I don't really have that anymore. I'm not sure that I would change that or not. Honestly, I'm kind of digging the podcast thing even more than music at this point in my life. Yeah. Um, I am for sure. Though I would like to get more involved in music again, but... um, Hit me up. Yeah. (laughs) Every time we hang out, we're like, hey, let's drink and talk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, But, yeah, to, to finish what I was saying there real quick, it's just like... I had to tell him, you know, I, I understand and I don't take lightly the fact that, you know, I need to be careful what I say on the podcast, but in being careful on what, in, on what I say on the podcast and in my conversations with people, I'm more concerned with being honest about where I'm at, you know, and authentic in that way than, you know, I, I, I want to be that way rather than claim to be somewhere i'm not yeah for and real. lie I, about where somewhere just for the sake that somebody else might not stumble or might not um and maybe they would go away with an understanding that is not true because what he said was you know if people take if, if people don't know you as well as i do and they hear you say some of the things that you're saying you may give them the wrong impression and that is completely true and accurate but i said that you know in the same way the Bible that you're defending so much has that same potential. Somebody comes in and reads the Bible, doesn't understand the context, and they get a very different idea of who God is. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, well, yeah, two, two points on that. I mean, the first one being, I've said this from the beginning, I'm not claiming to be a holder of truth, I'm claiming to be a pursuer of truth. So anyone yeah. listening to the podcast, don't take anything that I say as truth. This is me working through what I believe. This is, and because I know that there are literally thousands of people, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people out there who, I mean, honestly, everyone in the world is constantly trying to figure out what they believe. And that's what I'm doing right here. This is me being authentic about where I'm at and what I believe and what I don't believe and what I'm trying to believe. So we're, we're one in seven billion. Yeah. You know, and we're very authentic in that and Yeah, so yeah. so first of all, I'm not I'm not trying to be a discipler. I'm not trying to be a spiritual role model to anybody in doing this podcast. So this is my kind of uh disclaimer to anyone listening. Don't take anything I say as truth. <laughs> like this yeah. is me trying to find truth and 
there's a lot of logic, I guess, to what I'm saying, but there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense to what I'm saying as well. And, uh, and my second point was just that, like, I'm, this is just me being authentic. Like, I'm just going to be real. I'm going to be honest with, I'm not trying to, this podcast isn't like me trying to paint the picture of what a Christian should look like, because there's enough of that in Christian culture of people telling yeah. you what you're supposed to dress like, what you're supposed to look like and talk like and pray like and dance like and preach like. Like there's there's this entire Christian culture that's telling you who you're supposed to be as a Christian. I'm saying be who you are and figure your stuff out. Yeah. And that's and that cuz that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So and and I don't know if someone following like this podcast has literally been as as boring as it is. It's just been my journey, and I know like I never expected to get huge or become this super popular thing because I'm not like a celebrity or anyone famous. I'm just like a normal dude trying to figure God out and trying to figure life out. But this has just been my journey, and my hope is that maybe through someone like observing my journey and our journey and working through all this stuff maybe they can realize some of the things they haven't thought about i mean i've had people message me like hey man just listen to this podcast blah 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 and you know what i've never thought about that stuff before but Mm -hmm. you got me thinking about it and i hope it's thinking in a good way like i want my goal in all of this is like i want people to find truth and i i yeah. still believe that God is truth. But the thing is, people got to be able to figure it out by themselves. And we can't baby people or abuse people into believing in this God that we serve. I want people to believe in God out of an authentic way. And I want to believe in God in an authentic way. So Yeah. And I, like something I, I said to him was like, ultimately with this podcast, I am not necessarily trying to lead anybody to God. I'm not necessarily no. trying to preach the gospel or uh, inspire somebody in, in those kind of ways. Although if through this con- through these conversations and discussions and listening, you come to the conclusion that like the God of the Bible is real. I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. Go for it. Believe it all the way. I'm, I'm not disappointed at all. Yeah. You know, if anything, I'm probably proud. But um, what I am trying to do, though, any influence I am having, the one thing is I just want you to seek a spiritual path in a way that most people seem to not be doing. Like, in this just self-destructive culture, of Western civilization that is so busy and so built on time and schedules and just the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and so goal and task oriented, it can be so easy for us to get sucked into a nine to five and all this crap that, you know, is good um, in a lot of ways, but like it may not have eternal consequences or impacts. And yeah whether you believe in heaven or hell or whatever, whether that's real or not, like I said before, it would just be sad to know that people that are listening to this don't 
that they that they aren't inspired to look into things their own and to seek after God on their own. Because if you're gonna believe the Bible, it says those who seek God with everything that they are will find Him. Yeah. So, and that's something that whether the Bible's something for me ultimately or not, I mean, that's something that I I want to believe, and I do believe, and um, I think that whatever God is, whoever God is, me seeking these things every day and crying about these things and losing sleep over these things is I hope it's bringing pleasure to him to know that I'm trying and that I'm really wanting this to be real and I don't want it to be fake you know anymore yeah because I'm not at a place where I'm trying to push myself away from God or be or like do these live a lifestyle that some would say like is unpleasing to God whatever I'm not trying to be like a rebel or, um, you know, in podcast terms, I'm not trying to be a prodigal. Yeah, I'm not trying to be edgy. I'm not trying to be the cool millennial Christian. I'm trying to be authentic. Even though you are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, (laughs) dude. I'm trying to be authentic and cool and myself, and that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be chill. I'm trying to figure God out, and... Just a chill way that's not like super rigorous and freaking laid out. This is who you got to be. This is a Christian. If you don't do this and this and that, then you're not a real Christian. Like, oh man, like, like the way I used to think, man. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that was, that's, that was who I was, man. Like if you are not this person, if you don't look like this, then you are not a Christian and I'm concerned about your soul. And that kind of thinking is just so moronic and, and is just so basic and almost like <laughs> cult. It is, it's cultic. Yeah. Really, that kind of thinking. Like, this is what you have to look like to be saved. And we could look at people from other churches or people with different lifestyles as Christians and we could look at them and say, well, I just don't think they're real Christians. Well, I've heard, I've heard Joe Rogan say that, like, aren't all religions cults <laughs> and at, <laughs> I mean, first I kind of, at first I kind of laughed and I'm like of course not that's ridiculous you know there's 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 a difference and I, and I think there is but difference is the size his, his his kind of term that you know his defining of the term religion or religious person or whatever from his experience and everything really just boils down to somebody that adheres to something that isn't logical and is <laughs> which isn't the definition of a cult but very cultic if and that were it then yeah, yeah Christ- right, exactly. all religions I mean, are cults <laughs> he's going off of his own understanding of what he feels like words should mean and that's totally okay but um it's just interesting though that people feel that way that it's it's those kind of people that are so often the spokesmen for their movement, for their worldview, for their religion, that really make it seem more gross than it has to be. You know, make it seem like this is some crazy thing when religion isn't always that off the wall. You know, and a lot of times it makes a lot of sense. And again, especially in our Western culture, we're just, it seems like every day, more and more discouraged from pursuing religion. Mm-hmm. because it's just this kooky thing and um yeah 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I could talk more about the conversation with my dad and stuff. We're getting a little further along. I want to I wanna hit some other topics. Yeah, um, I mean, you go for it. I'm just kind of going with the flow. I think I've said all I want to say about that topic, so we can go on to something else. Right on. Yeah! <laughs> so, anyway, um, we mentioned earlier I wanted to come back to a topic and... Um, you know what I just realized? What? The date on that four today T-shirt was 2012. Can you believe we went to that show six years ago? That's insane, dog. Bro, I feel. Although like... I, th- I think it was like December though, so it was more like five years ago, a little over five years, not quite six. Gotcha. But still, yeah, makes me feel old. Yeah, dude. I know the last several <laughs> years have flown by so fast. I mean, they've been there's been so much taking place in these several years. You'd think that it would you know, go pretty slow or whatever, you know, but really I feel like the busyness of it has made it go a lot faster. Yeah. It's crazy. But, um, so this topic that we started to hit on earlier of just, Oh, we were hitting on it. Oh yeah. We were macking, bruh. (laughs) So of like (laughs) looking at the stars and just knowing, that, guys. knowing in ourselves that there's got to be something more, you know, and yeah. um, just living for me, you know, 24 years on earth, Keith, what, 25, 26 years, 25, 25 years, 25 old. years on earth. So it's like I'm an old man. Our limited experience still is telling us that we are spiritual. We're supposed to be spiritual. Not exactly 100% positive how that looks, but we want to seek after it because it seems like it's got to be important and it's a blessing so the fact that we can think about what happens to us after death it's, it's pretty, pretty mind, it's pretty mind-blowing honestly pretty yeah profound, yeah i mean when you consider that like even our assumption is that even apes don't feel that way and they're so close to us you know genetically and stuff like that yeah yeah, no, I'm with you, man. But um, I think it's pretty insane in the membrane, if you ask me. I, I just have had this thought in my head for a while that I haven't shared on a podcast. And oh for anybody goodness. that doesn't know, I'm an avid outdoorsman. I mean, pretty much every chance I get every weekend, I'm out doing something outdoors. Um, whether If that's looking for wild mushrooms or fishing or hunting or camping or whatever. And uh, I just love that stuff. I eat it up. And um, I always tell people, like, when we get in a long conversation about it, like, one of the big reasons why I love it so much in comparison to video games or or whatever else, which I I am into, like, there are select few video games that I take pretty serious or whatever, but um, not like, I guess, most guys my age. Oh, I go hard, dude. Oh, yeah. Keith goes hard, and and he should because he's good at games. Um, <laughs> Thanks, dude. And, and You're then, such then, an encouraging and then, friend. And then there's Trevor. Yeah, yeah. He's just a god. Yeah, you have. Tre- Trevor is the one that we are trying to find. Exactly. I we. I need to just talk to Trevor more often. But um. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Trevor makes me look like a scrub. Yeah, he. Well, yes. In comparison, you probably just simply are yeah, a scrub. Exactly. He's the best gamer I've ever witnessed in my life but regardless um yeah i always tell people that like one of the big reasons why i'm recreationally such an outdoorsman in all the various ways is that i really feel like it draws me closer to whoever that creator is you know spending so much time in a 
at least less defiled existence. You know, like I'm less sitting busy. Yeah, I think like, when it comes down to I'm I'm sitting in you know a beautiful room right now with all kinds of cool oh, decorations you. and furniture and electronic gadgets and stuff like that and you know modern you know equipment that's all great and i love that stuff but it's distracting you you strip that away and you get down to a more original design a, a more natural state that honestly i feel like most people in western society not even western most people in urban society of any kind whether you're in hong kong or or you know here in america doesn't matter if if you don't live deep in the country i just or or spend a lot of time out there when you can i just don't think you you get it like mm. even even the scientists and this is this was the big point i wanted to come down to all of our most renowned philosophical science scientists that are always on podcasts and always on t- television and writing articles that people listen to and everything like that yeah i'm not smacking them around at all i think they're awesome for what they contribute even if i don't agree with everything um these are smart people and i think they're well qualified to have an opinion on these things and and to study these things and to share what they have with people but um where i'm at is i feel like if people whether you're a scientist or not were more in tune with the natural earth that as we learn about how it works we would have more of a natural inclination to assume that it is partially divine. Oh, for sure. Because it is really easy to look at nature through a telescope or through a microscope um, or in a lab of some kind or at a zoo, you know, under controlled, you know, human controlled stuff. It, I feel like it's really easy to come up with the conclusion that this is all just very simple biology and it can all be chalked up to darwinistic evolution it all makes sense it's all logical it's all based on you know this theory that very plausible or whatever but i feel like if these same people that were doing these articles and all this stuff these studies if they were doing these studies and then going out and living primitively for six months in the same environment as the things that they're studying and were completely dependent in a primitive way, like very direct way to the earth. I really feel like they would start experiencing things that seem like it's more than just nature doing its thing. Yeah. There seems to be something deeper, a deeper connection, a deeper dependence on something that's constantly evolving in a way that's not just physical but spiritual um i have in small ways here and there felt this connection that is talked about in most third world countries and native american cultures um and to me it's not necessarily as mystical as like a lot of people say but i've had some very strange and hard to explain circumstances happen to me while camping or hunting or whatever that have brought sporadic and uncontrollable tears to my eyes i mean very weird spiritual sensations that cannot be explained by science that i just 
feel when something happens when I'm outdoors. And so it's like, yeah, when you're out there doing it for That's how I feel when I get time. a pen to kill. Yeah. <laughs> God's real. God is real. God is real. I, I believe. <laughs> I see the light. I follow. Um, I got a chicken dinner. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not trying to sound super hippie or anything, but it's just like... No, you're, you're is, right. I don't see... This is the authentic Nate. Like, this you can't... Is yeah, you can't be... I don't think you can be out in the wild and under the stars and out in nature and not have some kind of spiritual feeling or some kind of like feeling of peace or like I don't know like there's something about it and maybe if you don't look at it in a spiritual way you still kind of feel that maybe it's just disconnecting from society yeah maybe it's just the lack just, of constant electromagnetic waves hitting your brain and distractions <laughs> you know but who you know whatever it is it, to me I don't want to chalk it up to just be and I don't feel like I can it's not that, that it's not just that I don't want to. It's that I really don't feel like I justifiably can chalk it up to just oh, it's just science. You know, it's at least science and then something else in my mind. Yeah, well, my thing is, like I said in the last podcast, science isn't on the same playing ground in as religion in my book. Like, yeah, science is a description of how things work. It's answers for what makes an atom an atom and what interacts with what and how things evolve and grow and the history of how things i don't i don't know like it's not it it doesn't science doesn't rule out god in my in my book like science explains science doesn't but a lot of scientists do yeah and yeah. that's cool i mean yeah. everyone's entitled to their own opinion right but in in my humble opinion Obviously, I know nothing about science. Uh, there's a lot of people who pretty much anybody knows a lot more than I do. So I'm not claiming to be some kind of scientist or anyone like that. But all I'm saying is I don't, in my opinion, I don't think science rules out God. Um, because at the end of the day, science versus religion is just arguing semantics. Because you can't prove God and you can't not prove God. God is a spiritual idea that's on a spiritual playing field. So I don't think you can really I don't think you can really make an argument for God or against God very accurately using scientific terms and stuff. Yeah. Because he's not scientific. Like in his nature, I mean, we we hear it all the time in, you know, church cultures and stuff where people say he's supernatural. And the word supernatural simply means that he is beyond the natural realm of things. I mean, when you look about it, yeah. when you look at it and believe that, you know, this God is this force that created the whole universe. And he is, by the way, the answer from a Christian perspective of where the universe came from. You know, from a scientific perspective, we can, we can uh, break things down to atoms and random materials and clouds floating that created the universe and not not refuting anything scientific because in the scientific world i really love the response that they give because it's just you know we don't have the answers yet but you know maybe someday we will and they're cool with that which is okay yeah. and all we need is evidence to prove another theory yeah you know we can we can we have we can and we have disproven our own theories in the past 
based on more truth that we hadn't yet found you know and yeah i I love that you know that's the thing that i love about science is it's okay with being wrong and that's what i really find to be an issue with the church sometimes is yeah we have the set way of doing things and that's why some people so much arrogance yeah that's why some people are so chaotic as christians because it's like this has to be right because if this is wrong then my whole life is wrong I love yeah. the answer that that science gives because it's like, oh shit, we were wrong. Okay, well, uh, on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's where we're at now. Yeah, exactly. you know. But I feel like we need to be able to adapt like that as Christians and be like, oh, we were wrong. Uh, maybe this isn't so bad. It, maybe that wasn't so bad. Maybe we shouldn't be condemning people for this lifestyle or that lifestyle. Maybe they still love God. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's not to say that we're taking an ultimate truth and trying to twist it to make it our own truth. It's just that I don't feel like it's possible for any one person to know ultimate truth. No. In, In its absoluteness, like in its ultimateness, like, you know, I was talking about this with my dad, like God is at least theoretically, and I believe this, he is so complex that none of us in one lifetime could ever, it pro, you know, in, in any amount of lifetimes could ever fully understand him or what he has done. So why we feel like we can chalk God up to a list of rules and um, do that and you're good... I don't see that even ultimately being biblical, let alone logical. Yeah. You know, no, if we you. even if we are going with the Bible as our authoritative source of how to live our life, I don't see simply a list of rules being all of who God is and what he wants for us. In fact, yeah. if we're to believe Jesus, he's largely trying to separate us from following rules and just have an actual relationship with a real God. You know? Yeah, and if if there's any one reason other than saving me unto heaven that I want to believe in Jesus, it's that right there, that I can be set free, theoretically, from a law that I can never uphold, so that I can be judged by my heart for the goodness of my intentions and my actions in a way that aren't you know so specifically bound to 600 and some odd laws yeah and i think we have to in christianity we have to um rethink why we do what we do because i just don't think it's logical to look at everyone and say well you don't want to go to hell do you i don't i don't live as a christian out of a lifestyle of fear yeah well and first off i I don't want to be i don't want to do or not do these things because I'm scared of the flames of hell. Jesus preached grace and life and life abundantly and mercy and relationship with him and all these other things that are way more appealing to me than, hey, you'll burn in hell forever. I, I could give a shit less about thinking about that. Like, I want to follow God because of the good things he offers me, 
not because of fear of being burned alive for eternity. That's not what I want to think about when I think about God. Yeah. That's not what I'm going to think about when I think about God. And if that's your mindset, then you really need a change. Like you you're, need, you're missing the point. Yeah, you're missing what yeah. it is all about. Because if your mindset is simply escaping the pits of hell, well... You're probably not going to make it. And, <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. And that's, and that's just coming from a standard traditional Christian viewpoint. I'm not saying that from me as... Yeah, I'm just saying that from a Christian perspective. Like, even that isn't enough. And furthermore, if we're talking about hell, we frank I'm just I'm gonna break it to a lot of people right now. We frankly don't have enough scriptural evidence as to what hell actually is to be able to speak halfway intelligent about it. So yeah. why do we try? You know Yeah, I mean we can come both our come up with our biases about it. Dante's Inferno yeah. is no different than a pastor getting up and preaching about hell on a Sunday morning. Oh, and you remember the uh, the encounter videos for hell. Oh, yeah. Which I'm not saying are... I mean, they were taking certain elements of what we do know about it in Scripture, but and there's not... And then adding a ton of shit to it that... Making may, it a borderline horror movie, like... That may or may not even be real, which, I mean... Dragged through I'm tunnels by chains, watching people get dismembered. I, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Assuming that hell's yeah. a real place, I'm not going to put it past it that it isn't that way. You know what I mean? Like, I do believe that if assuming there's a hell, it may ass- be assuming. that bad. But but again, it's an, it's an assumption. And I don't think that uh, focusing all your mental energy on it and trying to escape that alone is the focus of what we should be doing. You know? Yeah. Well, I personally don't think that and I know this sounds like a an elementary argument to a Christian who knows all the answers, and I know the Christian answers for it, but I personally don't think like a God that is all good is going to create someone to subject them to that for eternity. Like, I don't, because your Christian answer is, well, if God is all good, then he's all just, and... You know, those who didn't follow him have to be have to have their just punishment. Well, I don't think a just punishment for 70 years, 80 years, whatever, I don't think a just a just a just punishment for not following God is eternally eternally being tormented without any end in sight every day never ceasing. I Well, the theory... I don't personally believe that is a just sentence to that. So I'm, and I'm not necessarily agreeing with you when I say this, but the more in-depth theological, you know, not every Christian is going to be able to give you this answer, but the more in-depth theological answer to that is that even a single offense against an infinite being, we, we can't wrap our mind around infinite holiness. So it, it's hard to get somebody to accept this, but it does theoretically makes sense that even a single offense against an infinitely uh, pure being does merit an infinitely unpure existence. So it, it, it's a, it's a, it's an overly simple answer that makes a certain amount of sense 
that I used to preach. It just and doesn't make any sense to me. Like It does make sense to me, but I don't like it. I don't want to accept it, but it it's, makes not, that sense it's not that I'm unwilling to, though. Well, it makes sense if you're willing to believe it. But if for me, like, thinking about it logically, like, all right, then just don't make me. <laughs> like, why... No, I, I totally understand. Like, why do, like why said, do that not, to me? Like, why? Like I, said, I don't, I what don't is like the point? it. Yeah. I don't like it, and I don't ultimately understand it and how it can um, like be a that part argument, of God's character. How is that but, argument going to get people to become Christians? <laughs> like, well, again, hey, I, this... don't think, I don't think that the ultimate intention of why people should be becoming Christians has anything to do with hell to begin with at all. I mean, I think that that is where we've royally yeah, screwed up. I mean, if that's Jesus, your initial argument, then yeah. Jesus does not spend a lot of time talking about hell in the Gospels. It's like when we used to, you know, go evangelizing to people. Hey, uh, I, my name's Keith, and uh, just I want you to know God loves you, and I just want to ask you, like, if you if you died today, do you know if you would go to heaven or hell? Like that, we led with that. That that was our lead. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad to say not to elevate myself at all, but I'm glad to say You're so that. Cool, Nate. No, you were a hipster. You always make me. You always make me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I am all proud right. to say that I intentionally didn't attend most of those public evangelism events for the purpose that I never really agreed with that method of evangelism. Not that yeah. I didn't see the value in it or wanted to discourage the other people from doing it, but I can honestly only remember one time that I went on like a public like Walmart run, you know what I mean, where we all went out. And it I got weird, man. ultimately ended up truly witnessing to no one. I said hello to a few people, that was about it. And then when you do talk to him, it's just really awkward. Like, Well, it's because hey, you're trying I've, to force the situation. I've got, th- I've got this water bottle, do you want it? By the okay. way, can can we talk about Jesus real quick? Yeah. No. So I just want to break it. I mean, <laughs> that was me, guys. I that just, was me. Yeah. I want to I want to break it kindly oh, and gently to any Christians that still believe that that is the way they should be evangelizing. This again, it's my opinion. Please You're wrong. Don't, please don't take it too harshly. This is just Nate. You got to learn me. how to be just freaking honest on this podcast. All right. I look. I think I'm very honest. I just don't want to. <laughs> you apologize too much. Everything I you love say, people. Every, everything you say on this podcast, <laughs> you started off with. Look, guys, I respect. I love all of you. Look, everyone, <laughs> you're so cool. But can I just say this? Just say it. Is is that not okay? Like, can I not do that? <laughs> like, I love people. I don't want to hurt people for no reason. Like, I do. I mean, that's cool. That's, you do you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'm just I'm just gonna say, like, I don't I don't even know what what I'm trying to say. I, what are you uh, other than you're just you're you're wrong. Street, street <laughs> evangelism. Like, it's not. It doesn't ever make sense. Like, listen, the only time I would ever say, yeah, totally go do that is if you really, beyond a shadow of a doubt, have a conviction, undoubtedly, from the Holy Spirit inside that somebody is going to receive X, Y, and Z if you talk to them or whatever, 
By, yeah. fa- by faith, do it. But if you're just doing it with like a little bit of faith that's not like rooted in any specific word, like I know Todd White preaches like, oh, if you don't feel led to do it, you're wrong because you're always led to do everything Jesus did. So just reach in your pocket and feel those little lead sinkers that you put in there and you can feel lead and go do it. And I respect that, but I don't really feel that it is like there's not a blanket statement to there's not a blanket approach to such an evangelist answer. It is. And I love Todd White. I really do. But I do feel like I never thought I'd say this, but I do feel like he's a little bit out there with it in in a way that I do believe that a lot of what he does is real and ultimately, you know, healings and people being delivered to demons and things like that is a, par- a big part of why I still hold on to some semblance of a Christian faith. But, um, I wait, just... wait, wait. So demons are the reason you still believe in God in, in this very small part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think there's obviously kidding. forces of evil in this world that don't just come from humans. So, so what do you think about like the prophetic, that's something that we in general like what yeah that's something we haven't we haven't talked about that at all on this podcast yet yeah so actually i mentioned earlier that ever we've was... never talked about wow let's let's okay. freaking talk let's about talk it. about it we got a little bit of time so <laughs> we're only an hour and five minutes into this <laughs> we're only a third the way in right yeah so i mentioned earlier that my dad and i listened to that podcast um and uh something that we mentioned in that podcast was that uh, maybe in a future podcast we would talk about like the miraculous and like whether or not certain things are still accessible. Which may, to we the might church. have to continue this some other time because I don't know how much further we're going to be able to go. Like, I guess I'm sure I'm tonight. sure we will because it's a huge topic ultimately. But yeah, we we had mentioned that we would probably come back to this topic and we can go ahead and start of just like is the supernatural something that is accessible for a believer today assuming that it was also accessible in the early church um so obviously we got to take this with a lot of grains of salt here because keith and i aren't even sure what to believe regarding the bible (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but i will say from so freaking lost right now but but i will say from personal experience that there's been you know some miraculous experiences that I've witnessed that uh, all honestly the 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 best explanation for them is uh, you know are are things that can be found in the bible so there there is that like I personally have yeah. witnessed and assisted in what I still to this day believe was a man being delivered of some kind of a oppressive or or possessive uh, spirit. Um, I don't believe that it was just a seizure. There was very strange behavior and actions happening during this that seemed very deliberate that you don't see, at least from my experience, you don't see in people or animals that are having seizures. They basically lose control altogether. But this thing had a <clears throat> lack of control and a control at the same time. And it was very strange. And it was denying all lordship of Jesus Christ, too. Yeah. Very violently denying it. So I do believe it was some kind of an evil spirit or, or whatnot. 
And that was that's probably the most obvious and blatant, miraculous, crazy thing that's supernatural that I've experienced, at least in recent years. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you ask me why I'm still a Christian, I think the uh, supernatural, the God moments, whatever that I've had, are probably the only things that really keep me hanging on. Because if I didn't have... The, the one thing that Christianity offers that most... And I have to... I have to um, uh, repeal something I said in the last podcast where I said that, you know, a lot of other religions offer that same personal experience as the reason why they believe as well. I was, I, I, I was wrong in saying that because most other religions actually don't preach that. It's, it's like, uh, you have to be this person to, um, be a part of the religion or it's all about learning your inner self or something like that. But, uh, or learning, or, you know, getting to know God through a law or a bunch of commands. But Christianity is, because um, I had a talk with Ryan about this too, and he corrected me on, like, all the religions. So, but he said Christianity, what makes it different, it's like the only religion that offers a personal experience with God himself. So those are the only things that keep me holding on to Christianity. I feel like if I was... A Muslim and questioning my faith like this, I would not be religious anymore or a Hindu or a Buddhist or whatever because there would be nothing holding me on other than traditions and a book and stuff like that. And those are things in Christianity I've already put down. I could care less about Christian traditions. And as far as the Bible goes, I think there's truth in it and there's wisdom in it, but I'm not sure how literal it is. And, uh, or how, like, necessary it is for me being a Christian. Oh, that was a weird burp. <laughs> but, anyways, for me, it is those, the, it was those God moments that really keep me hanging on. Like, when I first got saved, and I had that dream that was followed up with that scripture that I read. And I've had, you know, times when people would give me the, a word and it's like something that I was going through or, you know, not just, and it's not just like the basic, like God's telling me that you're struggling with depression right now and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, people would speak, would speak specific things to me. Like this is what you're going through and God saying it's going to be okay. And these are people that I trust and that I know so they're not just like televangelists, you know, telling me that blah, 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 or whatever. Like, I don't even have an example. But, um, but I, yeah, yeah, I've had, you know, legitimate experiences, experiences that I feel like I've had with God. And those are the things that, for me, keep me hanging on. Mm-hmm. And I've seen other people work in the prophetic in ways that freaking astound me, like, the way people like when you get them in uh almost like a which I still believe in the presence of God haven't felt it in a while but I still believe that it it exists but you see people who when they get into like the presence of God they just go freaking ham in the prophetic i think of like people like like Josh or Ryan or you know like there are people who 
when they get in that presence, they can just like, boom, boom, boom. Here's what you're struggling with. Here's what God's going to give you. Here's some peace, blah, blah, blah. God, hey, you in the corner. God sees you. He knows what you're going through. This specific. Yeah, yeah, you have to be you have to be careful. But what I'm talking about is like people that I'm not talking you've about. Witnessed, like, you've witnessed the the authenticity of that. Yes, and how it can be real. Yeah, I'm not yeah. talking about your freaking gator suit evangelist that rolls into town giving encouraging words. You're not talking about Benny Hinn blowing people over with spirit <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm talking I mean, about. That could be real. I don't. I'm know. talking I don't about. Think so, but. I don't know about all that. I honestly haven't really looked into it. It just seems kind of exotic. Like, I don't know. <laughs> exotic. Too much. I don't know, but I've seen the authentic moving of God, in my opinion. And yeah, I, I that's, think so too. Yeah. that's the thing that keeps me hanging on because yeah. there is a reality to it, I know. And there are some things that we exaggerated. I yeah, feel like... For sure. I feel like, you know, I we exaggerated movings of God and we created a culture where we probably made a bunch of crap up that didn't really happen. But I also believe that there were some things that happened that really were like prophetic things or spiritual things and you know I don't know. So so that's kind of a little bit on that. I think we could do another episode where we could talk more into that and we could talk about specific um, instances in our lives and we could go into the Bible and talk about prophetic things that happen because Jesus, um, I mean, if you look at the Bible, Jesus living on earth and all the things and the way he went about doing what he did fulfilled like 130 Old Testament prophecies in his lifetime. And those are the things that intrigue me about the Bible when you look at the... Uh, yeah. The actual uh, things that happened with Israel, yeah, in yeah, modern yeah. human history, for instance, yeah, historical you know? things that actually happened and not just like, you know, stories, right? Which those are the things that intrigue me. It absolutely intrigues me too, and regardless if I ever fully swing to the opinion that the Bible is not authoritative and can't be completely trusted for every word it says. Regardless if I ever find myself there or not, I'm never going to be disrespectful toward the Bible. Oh, I'm, never. And I'm never, and I'm never going to be. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this with certainty, but you know, life has a way of changing things. But at this point in my life, I don't feel like I could ever bring myself to be disrespectful to the Bible, even if I am in that position. And it is for reasons like that that there. If nothing else, Scripture is obviously a credible historical source that gives a lot of weight historically to a lot of things that happened in the Middle East, um, you know, relationship between clans, and describes the, the motives and the reasons why certain people were overthrown and why the rise of certain empires came to be in certain areas and we don't necessarily find a lot of information and account of those things outside of biblical text yeah um and much of it has been archaeologically proven many 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 years later i mean hundreds of years later yeah so and those are the things later yeah those are the things that intrigue me for sure um but i want to i want to hit on go ahead and 
you know, talking about the prophetic, it is inspiring looking at um, like these Old Testament prophets that you read about. And these were actually like men that really did exist and are written about in multiple books, not just ones in the Bible too. I mean, there's history of like kings and chronicles and stuff like that that are written in other books that talk about things that happened throughout the history of Israel. But, oh, yeah. uh, For but sure. I mean, looking at these Old Testament guys and um, it's, it's super encouraging too, I think, when looking as far as like believing that the prophetic stuff at least existed at one point. Yeah. So. Well, the, I mean, the New Testament can't stand alone. The New Testament, assuming that it's real and accurate, is only so because it hinges on the accuracy of the Old Testament and and that which actually, you know, like it, Jesus, like I say this reverently, Jesus had nothing without the scriptural basis of the Old Testament. Yeah, nobody would have believed him. Nobody, you know. He brought weight and better understanding to what the Old Testament authors were trying to say and what God was trying to say in the Old Testament than people that had studied it for a lifetime ever could. Yeah. You know, and so much of what he spent his I mean, he was a rabbi. He was a Jewish rabbi. A lot he of people don't Jewish teacher, yeah. Think about that when they study Jesus or they think about Jesus, you know, they think about this Swedish looking long haired sexy guy with a purple <laughs> sash with some nails in his hands talking all hippie and stuff, but like the reality is this was a full on this guy was as Jewish as they come. Mm-hmm. You know? So he obviously had a um a high reverence and respect and belief in the Old Testament texts. Um, which is part of my conflict and part of my kind of doubting, the, the, you know, when it really all comes down to it with the Christian faith is um, regardless of that point, I just got to be honest, there's there's a lot scripturally in the Old Testament that I really struggle with believing. And so yeah. I I wish that there was more context on exactly where Jesus stood on a lot of parts of the Old Testament that he never talked about in recorded history. You know, I, I really wish that... Because he, he did refute a lot of people's common core understanding of Old Testament laws. So who's to say that he wouldn't also refute our common core understandings of the stories in the Old Testament? Yeah. Some of them he may have had better understanding of and so forth, but... I want to hit on something real quick before it's too far in the past. You said you talked with Ryan about yes. religion regarding how we're the only re- religion that has like personal interactions with with a god. Oh, I'm sorry, too far past now. We're on the next subject. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I you know. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to not apologize because Keith doesn't want me to apologize anymore. Don't apologize. I don't think that's actually true. Ooh. And the reason I say that is that from the testimony of Christians themselves who have done interviews and stuff, for instance, in I think Furious Love. You heard it first here, Ryan's wrong. That's, I'm not trying to say that, <laughs> but I just want to maybe shed some light because I think, I, I do think that's a little bit of a cliche Christian answer. Yeah. You know, I've talked about it in previous 
podcast that I think a lot of what I've been told and known about world religions is based on a very biased Christian viewpoint. And I honestly think there's a lot about world religions that as Christians we don't understand. And we like to claim that we have all the unique stuff. So, yeah, for sure. For instance, Luciferianism very clearly states that past a certain level, you can commune directly with Satan. And if, it, if that is your God, if Satan is the deity you worship, that is a personal relationship with your God. Huh. Okay. And on top of that, I do subscribe to Hindu people on YouTube, and there have been more than one that have claimed to have personal experience with deities. See, that's what I was thinking. And on top of that, the whole DMT spirit molecule movement is huge right now. And it is huge for, other than the great way that it makes you feel, it's huge for the aspect that people call it the spirit spirit molecule because you meet deities. You have personal experiences with divine beings. Okay. So... See, I, I, I don't want to. I'm not trying that, to poop yeah. on Ryan's words because I do know and understand why he says that, and I do think that it is a little more loosely based on a larger truth that Christianity is the only probably super, super mainstream, long-lasting religion that says yeah. it is easy to have a personal relationship with a god. But I think it is a conclusive overstatement to say that it's the only religion. First off, there's probably millions of religions and to say that we know all of them and what they teach is a little arrogant but that is true but where would we be without you know but on top of that the religions that are well known that use psychedelic drugs or demonic practices are well known for how they teach about deities and your ability to commune with them um i mean for instance even a lot of spiritualists and new age people claim that you can talk to the dead which in a form is personal relationships at a spiritual level with huh. spirits. Yeah. And that's right there in the Bible. King Saul went to a witch mm-hmm. to was, raise... That's the one I was going to get on, yeah. Yeah, to raise a man from the dead to talk to him. So, I mean, that right there is a a divine encounter with a spirit. I mean, it's basically what witchcraft is. Yeah. So... I wouldn't call it divine, but... I guess, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the definition of divinity is. It's a is, spiritual encounter. But, I, yeah, I think that I think that anything that... I think that... I think maybe, maybe just supernatural. Divinities. Maybe just supernatural is a better word for it. But, yeah, for sure. Um, but, I, like, I guess I would say that there is a, a certain divinity to what we can experience spiritually. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that it's an intelligent divinity, but I think... I don't know where I'm going with that. No, it's hard I agree. To describe, but yeah, and that's what I was thinking before he said that. Um, yeah, because I was thinking there's got to be more than just Christianity that says you can have that. But <clears throat> and again, Ryan, if you're listening, I'm not trying to like prove you wrong. I just I think a little differently. Burnt. So, no, not at all. I freaking love you, dude. <laughs> Toasted your biscuits. <laughs> Let's all go right. camping. I want to go camping. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we're going to have to just call it here. We could literally keep going all night long, but you guys wouldn't keep listening, and I would not have any sleep for work tomorrow. 
But anyways, uh, yeah, Nate, tell them how they can get a hold of us if they want to. Well, my phone number is... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so hit us up on Facebook. Uh, I'm not the person to be doing this, Keith. <laughs> I'm not the guy to talk to. Hit us up on Facebook at Pilgrims and Prodigals at Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Pilgrims and Prodigals. Uh, Instagram, Pilgrims and Prodigals. Even though I'm not sure how well Twitter and Instagram is being managed because I don't even do those things. So uh, <laughs> You can try. I was part of There's a, a hope and a prayer. I was part of a Twitter smite group when I was on PS4. That's about all my Twitter involvement ever. Uh, we actually have an email that if you want to email us if you want to be on the show if you want to if you have a topic that you would like us to talk about if you just want to say hey what's up i'm so and so i'm joe schmo from kansas or whatever hit us up if Let there is actually a joe schmo out there <laughs> please be on the podcast please hit us up yeah uh yeah so hit us up email facebook you know all the social medias and uh that's about that's about it. Uh, please go to ins- uh, We are clearly not professionals. If you like what you're hearing, go to iTunes. Give us a ra- a rating and a review if you could. Only five stars though, because we got to keep our uh, status quo up. So no one stars. If you don't like our podcast, don't rate us. And if anybody wants free money, get a hold of Ben. He'll hook you up. Yeah, Bitcoin, bro. Bitcoin is the thing. <laughs> and on that i'm done anyways so uh yeah have a good night guys and we will see you again soon we've actually got a few episodes scheduled to come out this week so got some some potentially exciting stuff coming baby coming in the near future so stay tuned some guests updates some some very special guests yes so all right and on that note we will see you prodigals later later and pilgrims and pilgrims Yeah, I guess you're welcome to. Yeah, yeah, yeah.